All right, you are listening to episode 51 of the Water and Stone Church Podcast. My name is Dieter Randolph, and this is the sound of my voice. And I'm Jenny Randolph. Welcome back. I got to say, Jen, I'm still, whew, I'm still recovering. It's We're recording this on a Saturday morning, and I am uh, recovering from uh, the, uh, the, the incredible activities of uh, Friday night. You know, we're living pretty wild life. I was going to say, we are... Not just wild, but perhaps a, a bit reckless. Yeah, was, I'll tell you. It, it was kind of kind of amazing. We joke, but I am actually. I'm. <laughs> I would like a little more sleep and maybe another cup of coffee and some liniment or something. Because last night, a bunch of us from the church went to uh, IKEA. Yes, and I have a, I have a theory about IKEA. Okay. It's like one of those. It zaps you of your energy, and you always sort of feel that way. But I think it's because a lot of times what's going on is you get in there and there's all these creative ideas that are that are coming in and you're wanting to make and organize or you have the opposite of going, how am I ever going to get my life organized? Yeah, I can't. <laughs> I can't be Swedish. There's too much. There's too much going on here. And I love the that juxtaposition of emotions. And it's the feeling of, wow. I could, this is cheap and I could make this work and I, all I need is the right shelves and my life is going to be in order and everything's going to be okay combined with the, the pressure of, I don't know if I can live up to this new Beachwood lifestyle, but also inevitably when you're in Ikea and I don't know if everybody listening has been to one, but you should go just to go because it's, it's an amazing, huge place that's built like a maze where unless you really know what you're doing, there's only one way in or out. You've got to go through everything and they sell not just couches and love seats, but like bicycles and bathrobes and, and dishes and refrigerators. And it, like Ikea has a plan for your life. Well, it's, and, zo- it's zombie apocalypse territory. If, if zombie apocalypse happened, you go to Ikea. Yeah, I'm not. You, yeah. You close, yeah, that's that's where you go. You know, people like go to, go to the mall. No. No. Because the zombies wouldn't be able to find you. There's so there many you, places. You can run away. You can yeah, run it's away. a good idea. Anyway, I'm going to make but, a note of that. But the first time I went, speaking of first timers, the first time I went, I ended up, I, I went with all these ideas of being able to furnish like three or four rooms and, mm-hmm. and doing all this. And I was so excited. And I ended up going, feeling completely overwhelmed, throwing a fit and crying, <laughs> leaving and, th- and crying for like 15 minutes after I left the Too store. much. Well, no, I, you know, horrible. I got to say, I love going there with people who have never been before. I always feel a little bit like Virgil in Dante's Inferno. It's like, here, here's the circle of love seats. But there, there's this thing that happens and people get really excited because there is so much, but it is overwhelming. I don't think anybody who's been there the first time has actually gone in. Bought, bought anything bought a love seat and a pair of slippers and a spoon and then left it's usually there was a guy with us last night who's like you know what i didn't buy anything because i gotta like think about it now and that's just the deal yeah exactly so so funny but the reason that we ended up going last night is because i wanted to i'm still like in organizational mode and mm-hmm, like we talked nesting, about boxing yeah day, we talked yeah. about boxing day last week but i'm still doing that and i'm organizing the kitchen and there's a lot of reasons for me organizing the kitchen you know it's kind of it's become like the well, center of my life it's right not now just a kitchen it's a studio yeah, now you know? we, we record mm-hmm. there and all that kind of stuff so but i really we had a mismatch of glasses and I'm OCD just enough to that <laughs> that it just drives me crazy, and they just really needed to be replaced. So I took about took all the mismatched ones and donated them to Goodwill, and ended up getting 18 new glasses and a couple of other things and a dresser. And you go in, and there's just a few things that you that you end up needing, and then things that you didn't know. You walk by the bin of 79 cent dish rags, and you're like, yes, I need like five of them. And so you end up with that. And um, it, I think it's just a natural, a natural flow of it. But but I have some other ideas, so we might be going back again. That's all right. Let me just rest up. But, you know, I have to say the that... vitamin B12 shot or something. <laughs> they should give you something some at the door. Here's some Tiger Balm and a B12. They Here's give a smoothie. The, listen, a lingonberry the, I was going to say, yeah. they have lingonberry juice, and I don't it, know what Nature's that... perfect food. But um, I have to say that in general, this has been a time of sort of getting back to the routine. Right. You know, I had a little bit of time off for the holidays, and... I didn't sit on the couch and watch TV or anything any more than I normally do, which is to say not very much. We 
really worked. I wrote and we thought about things and we, we got to go out to lunch together and plan things. And we've got, there's a lot going on with the church and in the individual projects that we have and just so much. And it was really an intense time. And when I have time away from the day job, really it's my chance to pretend like Water and Stone is my day job. Mm -hmm. And I love that. It's so wonderful. And it's a little bit bittersweet to get to the other side of it and go back to the other stuff that I do during the day and, and all of that. And I recognize that I'm not going to be doing that for all time. But right no, now, I have to that. say that, you know, maybe other people listening are going through this, which is why I bring it up. I have my moments where I'm sitting in the third hour of a meeting that could have been handled with a couple of emails instead, let's say, or that kind of stuff. And did you fill out all your TPS reports level, level stuff? And, you know, I do roll my eyes. I, I'm a human being. I'm not made of stone. It happens. But I have to say that when I'm doing it right, I'm able to look at the day job and go, you know what? There are other things that I was put on earth to do, and I'm in the process of doing them, and I'm working that out, and the church is taking up more and more of my time and attention. I was going to say, we're, we're getting to the point where we're doing it more and more, right. and things are happening, you know, and you So just, I'm, I'm grateful for the process, but I'm also, even, not just the process, but looking at the day job and going, you know what, this day job makes it possible for us to do the things that we do. Absolutely. It's, it's helped make this house happen where we started having our church meetings, for example. It pays for gas in the car to get to church. You know, these little things. And as silly as that sounds, I really am working on being in the consciousness of saying, you know what, thank you, God, for this, instead of, ah, here we go again. Because I know that the key to getting done with a thing is to really embrace it and learn the lesson that it has for you to mm -hmm. learn. Lean and to into, see it as a blessing. Yeah, you know? lean into it, be grateful for it, and, and, get, and just get through it's it. It's the only yeah, way. It's absolutely. the only way. And, well, I'm yeah. a creature of routine, though. I, I like my routines, and so when things kind of get out of whack, it, it, it really it kind of throws me. I'm, I, I don't mind being spontaneous, but I can't say that I really like it. So for me, getting back to, yeah. That should be on a t-shirt. I know, right? It's just like, eh. I don't I, mind I'm, being spontaneous, but I won't say I like it. Isn't that what you, something yeah, like that? Yeah, it's like, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's, it's, it's one of those, but... Anyhow, I, I like that I'm back in my routine. I like that I can kind of get back into the flow of things and an order of things. It, it's, that's peace to me. It really is. I am not a kind of person that works in a messy office very well. I need to have things in their place. And I don't know what that says about me. I'm sure it says a lot. And you can psychoanalyze me um, later on. But but I really am grateful to be back in a routine and to a refreshed routine. That's what I like about this a couple of times a year, you know, so that way you're not in a rut. You're not in, you're not stale that you're, you're thinking and your mind is going and you're growing, but then you also get to routine. It's the best of both worlds. I highly recommend it. So. As we get into the dig in section, there was something that you brought up to me the other day and we were talking about having this time together and going out to, to lunch together and talking about ideas and this was something that came up for us and, and talking about it and we both got so, not excited, but intense. <laughs> well, excited too. Well, excited, yeah. but, but I think intense mm -hmm. is probably a more appropriate word sure. for what we were talking about. And that is the idea of where people are getting their spiritual education. Mm -hmm. And I think this is, this is important to us for a lot of oh, reasons. Sure. sure, sure. On a personal level, where am I getting my spiritual education from? And where are those sources for me so that I can be somebody in our church community that can actually give that back and give advice and, and doing that. So that... That's number one, A, why, why spiritual education and the source of it is really important to me. But I think also in a, in a larger context, it's important not just for our personal church community, but for community and society as a whole. Because I really think, and, and this is something that we were discussing, I really think people don't necessarily think about 
where it's coming from. And, and let me just, let me just put this in an example. Um, the book Fire and Fury came out, you know, the book about Donald Trump and that's, it's, it's all over the place. And whether you love it, hate it or whatever, it is a thing now. It is a thing that, that society is having to deal with. Sure. And part of that, um, is there's a lot of parody stuff that's going around. Right. And and if you haven't if you haven't heard the Gorilla TV channel story, oh. I'm not going to I'm not going to bug you with it. But somebody put out this thing that that Donald Trump just watches, insisted on this having this Gorilla channel. And it was this. But anyway, it was really fabricated. Um, it, it's a fabricated story. It's not true. They said that it was taken out of the book. That some somebody it right was, that this it was, was a, a hoax. This it was, was a parody, thing that, right? that the president likes to watch gorillas fighting right, all the time. Right, but so many people jumped on it without checking sources. Mm-hmm. And so I know that that's like a really far way of going from, okay, where is the source of spiritual education? But everything is like everything, everything else, man. Is like, I, is I'm like convinced of that. So you have this idea of not really paying attention. People are, you know, whether it's spiritual or non spiritual, just have the habit of just putting crap out there <laughs> without ever. I mean, Snopes is a thing, people. Please use it. Oh, and, yeah. and don't I wanna... send me any dang chain mail messages anymore about, the... you know, anything. Eastern Airlines is going to give you a free ticket if you give them all your... First of all, there's no such thing as Eastern Airlines no, anymore. It's, and it's... Sec- you know, so anyway, all of that. Yeah. My point is, my point is, is that getting it back down to um, that spiritual level, where is the source? Where are you getting your spiritual information from? What... Are you actually paying attention to where it's coming from, where it has been? Is it evolving? Do you trust the books? Do you trust the people that you're listening to? I mean, I hope that we are a source of spiritual education, but I also hope that we're not your only source of spiritual education. And honestly, look, we live in a materialist culture. And what that means is, a huge hunk of the education that we receive, not just in school, not just in church, but by virtue of the television that you watch, the way people interact, the reasons why people go to work. Pick a thing. Everything gets filtered through the context of materiality. And so what that means is the things that are tangible to you, the things in front of you, the things that you wear, touch, taste, smell, encounter through your senses. Charles Fillmore called it sense consciousness. In other words, my what my senses deliver is the height of where my consciousness is. Mm-hmm. That that tends to be the thing on a cultural level. And there's a lot of challenges with that. There's a lot of limitations associated with that. But at the end of the day, the big thing is it makes it very easy for when something good happens to forget that there's a bigger principle involved and instead I get hung up on the little thing. There's a story that I tell all the time. I may have told it on the podcast before. I don't think so, but here we go. I'll tell the quick version. It's a Buckminster Fuller story. He says, imagine that uh, a storm has passed through and knocked a bunch of trees over on top of each other. Can you visualize that? Is that the idea of just sort of a latticework of fallen trees? And imagine a, a, a caveman scampering across the trees and he happens to to stand on one side of a tree trunk and because there's another tree under it, it makes a lever. Right, And so his weight pushes down and lifts just a whole bunch of huge trees, much bigger than he could ever lift before. Now, a a more advanced culture would go, oh, well, that's because there's a principle of leverage going on there. But it's very likely that the caveman wouldn't know that, and instead he would assume, oh, this is a magic lifting tree. And then the tribe would carry this special tree around all the time. It's easy in a materialist culture to confuse source and channel. Mm-hmm. The tree is a channel of the source, which is the principle of leverage, for example. Well, like we said a minute ago, everything is like everything. Everything that you see is just a manifestation of a bigger thing. And in fact, if you can get in touch with the bigger thing, whether that's kindness, success, love, happiness, self-esteem, it doesn't even have to be a specially spiritual concern, although it ends up being spiritual. It's okay if to start where you start. But if until you can get in touch with the larger principle that is orthogonal to what's going on in the world around you, you're going to get caught up in confusing the channel and the source. 
Absolutely. And I think just because you want something to be true doesn't make it true. I would have loved the idea that, you know, I'm not, if you've listened to anything that we have said on this podcast, and I'm prefacing myself here a little bit. <laughs> if you've ever listened to anything on the podcast, if you follow us personally, we are not conservatives. We're not fans of, of Donald Trump or anything that's going on right but now. But if you are, But if be you that. are, that's okay. Be that and give it your whole heart. Right. And, and get, we have friends, we have friends that, that voted differently. And we are, yes, we are still friends. And it's okay. But, because we're not monsters. But Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I, but just coming from me personally, going back to, you know, the Gorilla Channel parody story that so many people fell for... There was a part of me that wanted to believe it. I I was like, this, this guy is, is kind of a joke. And this would just, man, this would just be a little bit. And, but I go back to that saying, just because you want it to be true, even if, even a little bit doesn't make it true. Well, and there's something really powerful about that. And, and one of the things that comes up a lot for people is your job is not your source. It is a channel and it would be really easy if your job was your source because then I wouldn't have to think too much about it. I I know where I go. I just, I show up there and now I'm in touch with, with the source. And in the same way, your church is not your source of spirituality. And that's a big one for people because, oh, all I have to do is find the right one that has the passwords to the clubhouse and I get to sit on, I don't have to think about it. I don't have to engage. I don't have to do anything about it. I know that one hour a week, Sunday morning, I show up and the, and I get all prayed up and I don't have to think any more about it. It's convenient in a certain way to, to, to do that. But it's also very limiting because you know what? The church is just a building and there might be wonderful people and wonderful ideas in there and a loving, validating, comforting experience. I want all of those things for everybody listening. But that's the beginning of the conversation. Right. Not and the it's, end. And it's why Joel Osteen cannot make a mistake without people just losing their damn minds yeah. because he, they, he has become the source for people instead of just a human channel that does does good well, work. Well, now that's really interesting. That's the other side of the thing. It's like, look, he's a human he's being. He's a human being. And, you, you know, know fallible. A, a, and, and so is the church. And, and you make, you know, people make bad decisions and they make bad calls. And, and you know. And, but, we watching and we watching don't it. know if the golden calf has all the exactly. information. And we don't, you know, and yeah, that's exactly. a very confusing source and destination is limiting in a space spectrum yeah of all ways. over yeah, like i said not just spiritual I, I mean obviously this podcast is dealing with spiritual education but it, it, if you're not doing archaeology on any kind of thought process that you have or where you get your information political ethical moral spiritual you know any of it if you're not thinking about it and really going okay where how is this getting in? And why do I think the way that I think? Right. Um, there, you, there's something wrong there. But, I but mean, once you, you once you get, I mean, but this is the message. This is the Jesus Christ thing over and over again. His, his whole message was the world doesn't work like you think it does. There is a deeper set of ideas here. There is, there is a concept that is much bigger. When you know the truth, the truth will make you free. But you got to know it and do something about it. There's something really powerful about going, the place that I live is wonderful, but it is a representation of something even bigger. So, so what we have to do as spiritual people, as Christians, whatever, as you want to be good at business, whatever it is, get to the place where you get really good at understanding the distinction between source and channel and how you do that is going to depend on your situation, where you're at, all that. But I can tell you for sure that one of the ways to tell is if it can be swapped out, it can't be the source. It's a channel. Right. So, for example, you can get all wrapped up in your job. Do a good job. But you darn well know that prosperity, plenty, money, whatever you want to call it, came into your life in various ways before that job. And as hard as it is to think about, you can get another job. It happens. If you can switch it out, 
then that's not the source. It's a channel. Now, that doesn't mean we denigrate it. Don't go hating your job. Really bless it, praise it as a channel, and try to make it as pure of a channel of prosperity with a capital P, God stuff, in any way you can. Um, your boyfriend or girlfriend, you've, you might have had other ones. You don't say. I know, I know. They're not all there is to love. And in fact, it's a very dysfunctional relationship when you put that person up on a pedestal. We just talked about putting people up on a pedestal. Instead, you're supposed to be partners. You're both channels of the bigger source, which is love with a capital L, that doesn't get caught up in ego stuff and personality stuff. And if you know that, then it means, for one thing, you can have a healthier relationship. Because if that person is irritated for some reason and says an unkind word, your whole world doesn't go crashing down. If that person forgets to take out the garbage or your anniversary or something like that, yeah, you work on it, but it doesn't mean that the whole house of cards falls down because you go, oh, wait a minute, you're a channel, I'm a channel, we partake in something bigger than that, and as long as we're both trying to right. partake in that, there's health and there's growth. And instead of being a finite thing, we're both looking towards something infinite. So the message in general is look around at your life. If it can change, it's a channel. If it cannot change, it is source. There are things that go on at the bedrock of your being that don't change. You know, we talk about this all the time. When you know just like you know you're alive. When you know just like you know that something's beautiful. Well, it's beyond anything. And it just is. There are things like that. That's where source lives. And to the degree that we get in touch with that, and that's the thing that captures our attention, that's the thing that we're excited about, the channels can come and go and shrink and grow and all of that, and we get really good at focusing on what matters. The ministry of Jesus Christ, in a way, was, you know what, let's keep our eyes on the ball here, guys. Mm -hmm. You're getting caught up in the wrong thing. He said to the Pharisees, you're, you're washing the outside of the cup. And people do that a lot because it's convenient, because they want what they want. But that's the thing. Sometimes getting caught up in source means the things you thought you wanted might just be bad for you. Right. Can it be okay that your ego didn't know all the facts in that moment? Well, and it's okay to outgrow something, yeah. I, you know, and I don't think that there's any reason for guilt or, or anything like that because the truth is, is that when you kind of see that the emperor has no clothes on, <laughs> it's like you can't unsee that yeah. for, for a myriad of reasons, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, and I think that there are a lot of people, again, going back to the idea of you want to believe it because it's easy. You want to believe it because um, I'm, I'm special. I'm different. I'm better. You know, and, and that's, and that's okay, but you have to get real clear because if you're sitting and talking about all kinds of nonsense and special tools and books and, and, you know, I'm not going to get on this, this soapbox. People know where we stand on all this extra stuff, but I have to say not so much the accoutrement that people put on and the outfits that people put on, but I think my challenges is with people that label themselves um, holy or um, more spiritual than other people or or a shaman or any anything else it's like who says you say well you know it's like, I and, gotta and, say and people and, and because they are good show people or good sales people and people want an easy answer it's like you see them flock to these crazy people and I just <laughs> I don't understand well, it. I mean, and I, 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 I don't I'm, mean to. Here's the thing: you have two, and I, and I know, I know, I'm. I'm I like getting, you. I'm you started off. this with saying I'm not going to get up on I know, a soapbox. But I, I can't help. And it. I can I, hear the hammering. People know, working on the soapbox. Right? It, it's you're ready to step up, ma'am. Here we go. We got it ready for you. <laughs> okay, the same people that are following a shaman or a holy person around, it is the same person that on their Facebook has uh, Jesus wasn't Christian and Buddha wasn't Buddhist and Muhammad wasn't Muslim. Their religion was love. Okay, so wait a second. You can't have it both ways. Yeah, because if I am really religious about, okay, well, I have these 
charms that I have to wear and right. I must face the four directions right. and I must burn sage and I must And I'm following yeah. this personality around. Those are all of the things and that I have people, a special shaman. But but I'm not religious. Well first of all, Jesus considered himself Jewish. He considered himself yes. religious. Okay. Stop it. Yes. But that's even beside the point because as you say it it's, doesn't even matter about Jesus. It's it's uh, in this moment, let's say, this is about people going, well, I'm not religious. However, I have very religious ideas about all manner of things, and some of them conflict. But they can conflict if you don't think about stuff. Right. And that that's the thing. Dissonance, but we, we go right back into the idea that church or whatever you call it, whether it's a spiritual campus or a, or a center for positive excellence or whatever there's i don't i don't even i'm not even trying to be flip about it there's just so many different words i just like positive excellence i like that too it's yeah excellent to each other it's very party on but it's very bill and ted anyway um people who go to an outer place to do outer things and expect it to fix something inner are always going to be disappointed because you're you're solving the wrong problem or you're digging in the wrong place. You know, it's there, there's something else that has to happen. And for me, as a preacher, I want to be very, very careful. And it's a it's something that I really, really try and pay attention to. I never want to use jargon. Yeah. I think that it is the opposite of education. I think that it's too often used as a crutch. It's not something that Jesus ever did. And in fact, when you really look at any spiritual hero. I mean, Jesus is our way shower, our savior, our hero. But if you look at other people's heroes, like Muhammad, like Moses, like the Buddha, for example, none of them use fancy words. Right. That's not a thing. And and the reason is, I think, pretty simple. They want to teach people. Mm-hmm. If I'm really here to help you, I'm going to do that. But on the other end of the spectrum, I see a lot of words that either... Nobody knows what they mean, or they can mean so many different things that they end up not meaning not much. Not meaning anything, and right. And words that stick out for me are words like shaman, which can mean a lot of different things depending on who you ask. Don't squeeze the shaman. I was going to uh, say, it's a toilet yeah, paper. I, I like that, yeah. <laughs> you beat me to um, it. Yeah, I know. But, uh, but, but words like energy and vibration and, uh, you know, that, that kind of stuff. There's There's a... You know the ones. There's a whole spectrum of those kinds of words. And you go, okay, well, wait a minute. First of all, I thought we were talking about spiritual things. Energy and vibration, those are physical, physical characteristics. Right. And people say, well, let's get our vibration to a higher level. Do you mean I need to shake more? Yeah, I, that, I, that's never, not, understood, I never understood that. And if you were yeah. to ask a physicist about that, they would go, well, yes, everything's energy and everything is vibrating. Yeah. The, so what? The first it's, lesson that you learn in science class is that energy cannot be created or destroyed. Yeah. It just is. And that's gorgeous. But you it know is. what? That's, and it's, that's and it's, physical. There's a spiritual aspect to it, but it's still a physical thing. It's a, energy and vibration are physical things. We're talking about spiritual things. You can't get there from here. It is a Band-Aid on something else. And so... I'm not crazy about words like that. And the thing is, if you're listening to a religious, spiritual empowerment, I'm trying to be respectful here. Anybody who's talking about spiritual stuff. Mm -hmm. And they use words that you either don't know what they mean or are meaning less. Or you, you you have to look them up and then there's no place to look them up. Right. There's a problem there. Because... I need to know what you're saying in order to decide whether or not it works for me in order to take it into my heart and do something about it. And And it's also human nature that if I think everyone around me knows what those words mean and I don't know what those words mean, I now need to pretend that I know what those words mean and I'm going to mimic the people around me. And so if you have, you know, if you have, you know, like one of those evangelical where people are standing up and falling down and, you know, and, and speaking in tongues, it's... I mean, I'm looking around. Okay, I guess this is what we're doing now. Well, and you know it's, what I mean? it's well, sure. And it's the thing of very few people will go and challenge the guru and say, you know, you use this word vibration and I don't know what that means. Mm-hmm. Very few people will actually do that. Instead, what tends to happen is 
well, I don't know what that really means, but I see everybody else using it, so I'm going to use it too. And now we have gone from an educational opportunity into an ego trip right. because now I know secret buzzwords too. Even though I don't know what they mean, I know the words, and I can look down on people who don't know. Right. Oh, see, they don't know about intentional vibrationality or whatever. They don't own the special gear. What and the so, heck? Yeah, and so I'm not saying that everybody who does that is on that level. But an awful lot of people are. And the thing is when you use words that don't mean anything or that have so many different meanings that you should have used a word that had a specific meaning that's specific to what you were trying to say, you're, something gets lost in that translation and it becomes, once again, it becomes an emperor's new clothes thing. It becomes an ego trip thing. And then on top of that, there's another problem. You used the word shaman before. You know what? There are people who have trained for that and whatever, and I'm not trying to judge it. However, the word gets used a lot, and I wonder if it wouldn't be better to use a different word because, well, I'm a shaman. Okay, fine. Do you really think that indigenous peoples, people in a tribe somewhere in South America or Africa, for example— Native Americans, First Nation people, do you think they'd be super crazy about you using that word to describe what you're doing? Mm, maybe not. Yeah, it's it's. But it's, so that's it's, it's it. It's twin. You know, it feels it, a little feels like appropriation like, to does, me, and it, I'm not it, crazy it, it about it. It absolutely does, and you know, I don't know. But I there just, was a, there was another a piece there thing where it's just like it, it's it's. I don't know, and I would never call anybody out, but it does. It smacks of a bit of privilege and appropriation and I don't know it just doesn't sit well with me well and, and I've heard and somebody whenever... go well you know I'm not crazy about labels but I am a shaman right well that's what? a label dude Come on. but but the other piece of it is I've heard people go well you know Jesus was a shaman and I don't no. think he was I don't believe that because no. the, if you look it up and, and here's what I did because you have to go what did you mean by that because like I said you know, I, I don't know. So I looked it up on Wikipedia. Now, I have a degree in religious studies, so I, I did, I do remember from my textbooks, but let's go to basics. I looked it up in Wikipedia, and basically, a shaman is someone who believes that there's multiple worlds. There's a spirit world, and there's a physical world, and it's about going into the spirit world and getting information, guidance, blessing, coming back. Jesus said there's no, just there's one, one thing. thing. So the right. fundamental premise of Wikipedia shamanism is violated by everything that Jesus was saying. So I have a little bit of a problem of, well, just because I took the couple of classes and I've got my shaman certificate or feather or whatever they give, I don't know. Now I'm going to say that other people are that thing too. That's not okay. Yeah. It, so it, again, I just, your gut is such a good <laughs> tool to use and I'm sorry, but if it feels gross, if it's not sitting well with you, if, if there is something that, that it just... I, like I said, it just doesn't, it doesn't fit. And it just, it makes me feel gross. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I and so, you know, so. I get, my, my point of all of this is not to just tear down people who use different titles. My, at the end of the day, I'm always going to say, if you're called to something, follow it with your whole heart and get to the other end of it. Anything. Because there's something unchangeable in you that will come out through whatever road you happen to take and so I want to be respectful but I also want other people to be respectful and I especially want people who hang up a shingle as some kind of a spiritual guide or teacher or whatever you want to call it I want them to be respectful to their students and so what I'm saying is as a student as a teacher be somebody who avoids special words who doesn't give in to the emperor's new clothes thieves argot kind of a concept use english mean what you say and make sure you say what you mean and to the degree that you do that you can start to focus on source instead of channel and if you are a source oriented person all of these distinctions will fade away and you'll be left with something that just is true no special classes no special outfits no special words love
So we're getting into the listen up part of the show. And the listen up part of the show is where we answer questions that people have sent in to us. And there's all kinds of ways to send in questions. Send us an email. Find us on the website, waterandstonechurch.com. Come find us. We are very, very active on social media, for example. There's a phone number you can call. You can text. There's there's a million ways. Carrier pigeons, not yet, but, but we'll get there. There's lots of ways to send us questions. Please send us your questions because we want to know what you want to know. All right, so this question comes from Jim L. Thank you, Jim. And he asks, I have a dream, but I'm not sure I'm good enough. Any advice? Yeah, you're good enough. Go for it. You got this. You got it. Next question. Next question. No, you know, (laughs) there's, there's something really, really wonderful about that. I just, thank you, Jim. It's a question that in one way or another, I think a lot of people have going on. I think that, we as a people would do well to stop thinking in terms of something being done. Well, you know and I, mean? I was going to say in terms of good and bad, you know, it, it kind of goes, it reminded me of going back to the whole Adam and Eve story where, you know, you will name a thing and it will be That's that what it'll thing. it'll be for you, yeah. And I think that a lot of times in our discernment, which we need in our life and our judgment that we need in our life, it's easy to, you know, in our human experience, go good, bad, good, bad, good, bad. You know, just because it doesn't fit you and just does, because it doesn't fit what's going on doesn't mean that it's bad. It just is not for you. You know, well, so I, I, I'm, I, I don't like the whole good, bad thing. But anyway. Well, and I think that also if you have a dream, if there's some kind of spiritual heartburn for something that you've got to go do, then you already you're good enough you have to go follow that now it may lead you into a strange place you may start out thinking that you want to be a stand-up comic and end up realizing that what you are is a motivational speaker or an insurance salesman or who knows what or vice versa be open once again this has to do with channel versus source you might be on one channel and get closer to the source and realize you got to switch be open but something is calling all of us to go and do and be and serve. But don't ever think, please, don't ever think that you will get to a point where you're just, you are, you, you're done. You did it all. It's like I'm trying to imagine somebody like uh, Jerry Seinfeld, who, you know, incredibly successful comedian. I'm trying to imagine him going, well, I have done comedy. Solved it. Check. Yeah. It's a process. And, and the best comics in the world are still working out new material all the time. And all of them will tell you that you must go and bomb mm-hmm. over and over again. You've got to just, they call it walking the room, where you're telling a joke or something and everybody leaves. You're going to walk the room sometimes. Right. It's part of the process. You must go and give yourself to it, fall in love with it so much that it's okay that you don't know anything. If you really love somebody, it's okay that you make a fool of yourself because it's about putting yourself out there. It's about a removal of ego. Let me say it this way. God's got this, right? So to get good at something is a process of me getting my stuff out of the way so something pure, something spiritual, something divine can shine through to an ever greater degree. Now that process is an infinite process because God is infinite. You're never going to get to the place where it's perfectly done. That's the fun. Because in that moment of getting up in front of people, let's say, and bombing, you'll find a little kernel of, oh, that worked. Oh, that felt good. And oh, this is the worst case scenario. And yet here I am. Yeah, I'm still standing. Yeah. So one way or another, this isn't really even about good enough because the fact that you feel called to do something means you have what it takes to start. I would say don't worry about it. Yeah. I think that's the easiest answer. It's just if it's in your heart to do, go do it. Find ways what's to give worst, it. What's yeah. the worst that can happen? Give yourself to it. You know what? Okay. Yeah. You, you, you suck at it for a little yeah. bit. But yeah, like I said, that whole good bad thing is a little bit is a little bit funny because it's you're not, you know, you're you're in process. You're always in process. Well, so and the thing is, when 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 are you good enough? I yeah. never think that I have reached my full potential. And you mustn't. 
because once again, I don't want to. Because that's the point. That's the channel thinking it's the source. Yeah. And that's all ego. You know, the thing is, what I want to do with my life is be a preacher, and I've known that for a very long time. And when we started out in that little storefront church a long time ago, I did some really bad talks. Not intentionally. I wasn't trying to be bad, but just you got to learn it. And the only way to learn it is by doing it. You get, you figure out what your voice is. You figure out how to do it. And even now I've been doing this for decades and I'll do a Sunday lesson that just really feels right. And I said what I had meant to say, and I can see that I've touched people and and somebody has been changed by it. And that, wow, yes, awesome. And when it's over, I want to get up and do it again. And I've still will do talks from time to time where, oh, you know what? That didn't work like I thought it was going to work. Or just there was something weird in the room and it just, you know, I just it didn't click like I wanted it to click. And when it's over, I want to get up and do it again. That's the thing. I'm in love with this. And it is always going to be bigger than me. And so the times when it's good are the times when I got out of the way. So what I'm trying to say to you, Jim, is... Give yourself permission to not be good enough. God's good enough. You have what it takes to follow this wherever it may lead. And to the degree that God shines through, the truth shines through, the passion for it shines through, your art shines through, whatever it is you're going after, it's going to be great. And somebody out there in the world is going to love it just as much as you do. And that's the beginning of something. time once again to check it out. And this is where we tell you how you can get in touch with us, where you can get involved with the church, what we're doing, what we're doing, where we're going to be, yada, yada, yada. And the best way to start, I think, is to uh, come find us on our website. Go to waterandstonechurch.com. There's a calendar, there's a gather page that that gives more information than you can possibly use about all of the things that we're doing. And we're just doing more and more things all the time. But we're going to tell you about some some high points. So every Wednesday morning at 720, we go for a little bit of a walk. It's called a sun It's called a sunrise walk. And we meet at North Shore Park in St. Petersburg. And the finest we, city on the face of the earth. Amen. I gotta say it. And um we just watch the sun come up, watch some dolphins, walk, get a good cup of coffee, yeah. come and join us. It is a wonderful midweek kind of break for everything that's going on. It'll give you what it takes to get through the rest of the week. Mm-hmm. And P.S., you get to just being outside. I think it's lovely. I think it's really, I miss it when I don't do it. We didn't get to do it this last week because it was so cold and rainy and I really did miss it. It, yeah, it has become such a touchstone for me. Absolutely. Um, to be able to kind of focus and, and to do that. That being said, if you plan to join us, please drop us a line. There's a lot of ways that you can get in touch with us. Um, because the, the park's a big place page. and we don't want to miss you. We don't want to miss you. Give yeah. us a heads up that you're coming. Absolutely. And I got to say, the sunrise is is a gorgeous time. And this time of year, even when it is cold, is just wonderful. But also, every Sunday evening at sunset, we meet um, at uh, St. Petersburg Beach to watch the sun go down. Yeah, and it's beautiful. And I that that's too. And it's a nice way to end the week. So you get the middle of the week stuff and then you get the end of the week stuff. But going back to Wednesdays, Wednesdays, Dieter has a new series that is called The Upper Room. And usually Wednesday evenings is when the new video goes out. You can catch that. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. That's the best way to keep in touch. You so, got to subscribe to the channel. Yeah. And, and the upper room this time, this series is all about prayer and how it works in your life and how to do it better and how to focus more on it. It really is a nice way, even if you think you know how to pray and even if you've heard all of this stuff before, it's a really nice way to refresh to refocus. I'm loving it so far. I think well, it's Well, I really, am too. Really I'm having a good time and I can guarantee there's going to be stuff that you have not heard before. This is about breaking down the prayer process into something that actually works in your life. Prayer is about living a life that works. This is advanced stuff. It's not hard, but it's advanced. And so I'd love for you to join uh, join me in these uh, these Wednesday videos, but like I said, subscribe to the channel for sure. Also, if you subscribe to the YouTube channel, you're going to see uh, new episodes of this day, they come out every Friday around noon. 
and, and they I am are having such a good time so with it. Awesome. It really is. January is a special month, so if you've not seen them yet, go and watch the videos because in the very first January video, the one that just came out this past Friday, um, I issue a challenge. I want y'all to take it. I want you to do it, and I'm really looking forward to seeing and hearing about the results. It's really, it's really great. But along those lines, I have a very special announcement Yay. about the This Day show. <laughs> um, we are now on the New Thought Channel. Yay! So they have picked up our show. So that means if you subscribe to the New Thought Channel, not only can you get so many other wonderful motivational talks and speeches and music and everything that they have to offer, but you have access to this day on Amazon, on Roku, and on Apple TV. So it's a beautiful way if you're looking for a source that... Um, you just want your one-stop shop, spiritual TV, New Thought Channel has it for you. And now you can watch all of the episodes of this day uh, through the New Thought Channel. Yeah, so Congratulations. I'm, yeah, thank I'm you. I'm so proud I'm of you. I'm very happy so to be a great. part of it. So and, and I think it means um, good things for all of us. So um, if you haven't checked out New Thought Channel, go over and check it out. But that being said, if you just want to subscribe to our channel on YouTube, that's okay too. But either way, whatever Do format... Both. No, what, yeah, whatever format you you choose, please share it. Please get people to subscribe to it. It it really does help us out. I want to let you know that on January nineteenth, we're going to be doing volunteer work at Habitat for Humanity. I am Yay, so excited. excited! Oh man, it's going to be so much fun. And if you'd like to know more about that, please drop us a line. Where there's a couple of slots left for people who want to come swing a hammer or a paintbrush or what. don't swing paintbrushes. You're going to get paint everywhere. No, don't. But do uh, but there's things for you to do, and it's going to be just awesome. On January nineteenth, drop us a line to find out more. And the final of our six series is coming up on January 28th. We are doing Wild World, and um, that's our Sunday service at 11 a.m. at Har USF St. Pete Harbor Hall. And um, and after that, so that's January 28th. Yeah, please make plans to be there. As you know, and as you've heard me say many times, we decided to start this church by doing kind of a soft opening. We're in the pre-launch stage right now, so we've, we decided to do six monthly services and this sunday uh well sunday uh january 28th rather is the last monthly service and it's the end of a series it's called wild world and the idea of the whole series is get out of the way amazing things happen when you step out of your comfort zone and into faith right that's the basic idea get it to the wild places in your heart and so this last one is about making a difference in the world taking the things that we've learned and changing things for everybody we've got work to do and this service is going to get you charged up to do that but it's also going to get you charged up because it is the last one and after that sunday we're going to weekly yeah, so I'm the, excited about oh that. Oh man, I am so excited. So the following Sunday, which is uh, February the 4th, is our first weekly service. It's our official launch. This is the time, man, if you want to make plans to be there, if you want to bring a friend to find out about this new church, this is it. The launch is February 4th. I'll be getting, I'll be beginning, gosh, I'm so excited I'm getting tongue-tied. I, I will be beginning a new series based on the hero's journey. And the, the series is called Truer Than True. And it's about being a hero in your own life, in the various areas of your life, and really making a difference and being the hero of your story. It's going to be huge. So please be with us January 28th and also February the 4th. And then go ahead and be with us every Sunday after that. Our Sunday services are always at 11 o'clock. And for the foreseeable future, until we outgrow it, we're going to be meeting at USF Harbor Hall in St. Petersburg. But come find all the information. There's maps and times and all of that stuff on our website, on our Facebook page, just all over the place. Some co so, so come follow us on social media and you got to check out waterandstonechurch.com. The best way for you to know all of this information is to text the word, I am ready, all one word, to eight four five seven six and that is going to keep you totally in the know and you'll you'll know what we're up to and it's just an easy way to communicate yeah it i really am ready all nice. one word i a m r e a d y to eight four five seven six that's eight four five seven six uh text it and you'll know everything you need to know and we promise we won't bug you we text like maybe once a week 
something like that, and we'll say, hey, this, you know, we're going to Habitat for Humanity tomorrow, or the Sunday service is coming up, or hey, there's a new blog post. It's not a big deal. It's just a great way to be part of the tribe. Dieter, wrap it up. Everything going on, all the events and characters, people, places, and things in the story of your life are wonderful and beautiful. Love them, bless them, really engage with your life, but understand that they are channels. The source is something much greater. And to the degree that we look through the channels and into the source, we begin to live on a different level. Don't get caught up in things that come and go. Let them come and go. They will. That's their nature to do. But realize that shining in and through all things is this incredible love, this incredible presence, this unstoppable life, this unbeatable power, this incredible truth. It's the truth about you. Look around at your life and be the kind of person that looks through appearances and sees the face of God looking back, and man, oh man, you're on to something. This podcast is recorded at Pinfeather Studios on the comfy orange couch. <laughs> Which is from Ikea, by the way. Um, the head honcho of Pinfeather is the handsome and strong Raina Randolph. She is one half of the music you hear. The other half is the lovely and talented Miles Randolph. This podcast is solely supported by you and you know what that means it means a number of things first of all it means share if you want to support this podcast we don't sell commercial time or anything like that the way to support this podcast is to share it with other people everything we do the episodes of the podcast the blog posts the youtube videos everything that we do is infinitely shareable we make it as easy as we can for you to click a link and Share it to your Facebook page or like it on Twitter or email a link to a friend or even print it out and put it on the bulletin board at work if HR is, uh, is uh, loosey-goosey about that sort of thing. Do what you need to do to share this because there's somebody else in your world who will be changed by what happened. The other thing you can do to help support the podcast is write us a good review. This is a really big deal, and it only takes a minute. However you're listening to this podcast, iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, Google Play, whatever it is that you're doing to listen to it, hit that review button and hit five stars, because when you do a five-star review, you don't even have to write anything. Just click that fifth star, because when you do, it sets the mechanism in motion that helps promote our podcast to a wider audience. It only takes a minute, but it makes a huge difference. And finally, the thing that we really want you to do to support this podcast and everything that we do is show up. Be a part of this growing family. Be a part of this tribe. Come for one of our Sunday services. Be there for the launch in February. Show up in terms of subscribing to the podcast. Be a part of this audience and let us know how it's working for you. We're working to build a world that works for everybody, as they say. And it starts with what you do right now. Have an amazing week and we hope to see you soon. 